Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. We are live. That's Joe Gaither. But Joe Gaither is not here right now. Just me and Krogan. The Krogan and Barry Show. Believe in Monsters podcast. December 5th. Post bye week. Krogan, how you feel? Uh good. It was uh it was a bye week. We didn't play. Uh, but we still won because the Panthers lost. And yes. Uh somebody else won. A uh, Bengals won, which apparently Got us some help somehow, some way, which is like it's so funny to watch Bears fans doing draft math when none of it really matters. The strength of schedule math, which is the yeah, tiebreaker in the draft. I know, I get it. I'm just saying it's just funny, which like mental gymnastics just to try to get the number one overall pick. And oh, it, it and it's fully crazy too because I guess what I didn't realize about this strength of schedule thing was that it like. It changes like from all of your opponents all year. So like even the teams you played at the beginning of the year, whenever they win, will alter that. Right. Standing. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really think of it that way. I just thought of it as like upcoming opponents. So yeah, it's you're pretty far up the alley of of the draft if you're really trying to calculate that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kind of concerned myself with it. Uh, I'm more. Uh, more looking forward to potentially enjoying these last five games or potentially not. I don't know. There's so many storylines to think about and go over. Uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, you know, kind of the future and whatnot, but I think that that's a good conversation this week with it being the bye. Uh, we were going to have a couple of guests on to kind of get their takes, but they, uh, they couldn't make it um, real life schedules not podcast schedules that prevent them from uh, jumping on, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get them on another time, but uh, how are you, Lucas? How's your, how's your, how's your world? How's Subaru? Fine and dandy. Everything's great. Chris Krugman. I love Subaru. Good. good. Uh, things are good. My boss actually started listening to the show now sometimes. Yes. He's not even a Bears fan, but I told him. I told him the Patriots are struggling. I said, you might have to start listening to us in the offseason because that's when we're going to start talking about the draft and the prospects, and they'll be looking for a QB too. So also this week, go Patriots. It's a, it's forever go Patriots until, until they win at least. So more. give us a little bit of breathing room, right? Yeah, I know we complained like the Bears offense doesn't – we used to always complain that the Bears defense did – like the offense wasn't – pulling their part, you know, with what the defense had put out. The Patriots defense just gave up an average of eight points over the past three games, and they lost all three of them. Wow. 
I I think I they watching... gave up zero. They gave up zero, ten and ten or something like that. Maybe the past two weeks. They gave up. They gave up six, right? Or six, was it a six? Six. Yeah, it was yeah. six. Sorry. Uh, I was watching something about the Patriots' score over the last like, like they've scored less than ten points, like some absurd amount of times this year, which I did not realize how absolutely terrible they were. It's just crazy. Um, whatever. It's all good. It's whatever. Um, so Massachusetts is probably focused more on baseball offseason and the Celtics than they are on uh, old Billy um, boys. It's actually been – it's all been Bill Belichick talk. I mean, they – it just as much as the Bears have a bunch of storylines this offseason, I, I would say there's also a bunch of storylines about the Patriots, you know, like is Belichick done there? What's what's going to be the move? There's all these rumors that Kraft wants to get rid of him after this season. So uh, it's getting spicy. And honestly, uh, their fans just aren't used to losing. So like they're, I guess, kind of coping with that for the first time, which is an interesting dynamic of it all. And then now they're talking about, you know, having this possibility of drafting a quarterback up top, which when you've had Tom Brady for your whole life, it's like this is completely new. So I don't know. It's it's to me, it's fascinating talk because like I'm just like I can relate to this. Except this is my everyday life since I've been born <laughs> <laughs> for almost thirty years now. This is my life, but uh, it's nice to kind of I don't know, just be able to relate to that. I guess for sure, for sure. Have someone else feel my pain? I don't know. Misery loves company. But yeah, no, it is funny. Like here in the radio show, talk hosts, like they just go ballistic about it. Cause like they've never seen anything like this. And then, and then you get the similar prospect talk. Like we get, you know, on, on bears Twitter about, Oh, this guy can't do this. And this guy can't do that. I don't want either of these. I don't want any of these quarterbacks this year. Take a lineman, take Mar. It, it's the same conversations that we have, dude. Take they, Jamal they, Adams. Yeah. It's just like, Take anything besides the quarterback, basically, is what seemingly a lot of people want to do. Crazy talk. I wonder, I wonder what would have happened like if the Browns would have taken Mitch Trubisky. And then you think the Niners stay put and take Miles Garrett? And the Bears take Mahomes or whatever? Probably what would have happened, man. That's what Josh Lucas says what would happen, but if only we could count on the Browns. I mean, that draft pick panned out pretty well for him. <laughs> My wife was telling me some wild shit about this dude who thinks that Kobe Bryant has taken over the body of Miles Garrett. Excuse she me. Said, she said at first that he was that Miles Garrett was Kobe reincarnated. And I was like, they were alive at the same time. How could that be possible? <laughs> anyway, that was a way tangent rabbit hole. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get into some, some, some overarching uh, bears. Well, news. well, hold on. I was going to say, is that worse than Larry Fitzgerald being in your dog? What? You didn't see the Chandler Jones video where he like, he was like talking to his dog and he said, Larry Fitzgerald was trapped inside. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing about it because no. definitely got a lot of issues. But yeah, he was he had a video where he was convinced that his dog was Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> That guy's career uh, went anyway. weird. That guy's career went downhill after the Patriots. Um, yeah. All right. So we've talked and talked in circles around Poles, Eberflus, Getze, Fields, all of the above. Um, I kind of feel like we've we, we, we've beat a lot of dead horses, but I feel like the landscape is changing a little bit. The bears now are in the hunt according to the graphic, which puts about 12 out of 16 teams into the hunt. Uh, so shit, dude, uh, St. Mary school for the blind might be in the hunt next week. So I guess the question becomes is flu's trending up at this point. No, you're shaking your head no for all of the audio listeners. Um, why? I just, I think he's too far gone. I've already told you this. I don't think there's a way they bring him back. Like, I just, I, I think he's already lost his job from like what's happened. It is kind of wild that Josina Anderson would report that the Bears would entertain. Eric Bieniemy, if they were to move on from Flus, and I just don't feel like you have that kind of conversation, or that it gets to a reporter unless that decision's already been made or is in the works. Well, that's what I mean. I feel like there's a lot. Of, so you saying like you think that kind of indicates that they're probably going to move on? It, yeah, I mean, God, I would hate to be Flus if it's not. I mean, right. I, I mean, I thought you were going to say maybe they would. Uh as the Cardinals coach says it laid a fire in his gut, but uh, <laughs> you got that fire in your gut. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a good coach. Yeah, apparently so. But um, no, you're right, Chris. I, I That's what I kind of, I've been thinking about recently is like, I, I mean, last week, I think last week was the first kind of, I guess, more legit report that we've heard about Harbaugh possibly coming back to the NFL and the Bears. So like that was the start of it. And then obviously today, like you said, you have the the B enemy report. So, yeah, would they really be leaking this out there if he was going to come back or they thought he could come back? Probably not. I mean. Oh, man, that's that's such a weird situation. Like, I mean, Kevin, I guess Kevin Warren is the – the the real wild card here in what does he think of polls and i think that's where 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 the conversation has to start between i guess himself and george mccaskey because you know george isn't going to keep his nose out of it so i guess what do you think kevin warren thinks of ryan polls hmm see this is this is one of those questions I don't really know how to answer just because I don't know really what he thought about Ryan Poles before he even had the Bears job. Like, I'm sure if Kevin Warren's name was floated out there as team president, he probably had to have done some due diligence on GMs previously, you know, so he probably had like guys he had higher or lower on his list. So 
I mean, that could completely kind of change how he feels now, I guess. Like if he went in with mm. a good feeling for polls or whatever, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I don't know. Kevin Warren also doesn't strike me as the type of dude who plays favorites like that. So it's hard to evaluate. But you're right. I mean, why even like if he's just going to start at the top and if he were to fire polls hypothetically, then yeah, obviously Iberflus is fired too. But if he keeps polls, it's a whole new discussion because then polls is going to have to convince Kevin Warren that, you know, this is my guy, not the fire him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, <clears throat> but then if Warren doesn't give polls that autonomy, then does it become a friction point? Like, or does polls just feel like a, like a puppet, you know? Well, okay, I get to keep my job, but you're picking my GM for me, so or my coach for me. So, what's my job other than I guess build a roster? And then if you bring in a John Harbaugh, what's he going to say about roster control? So then, where's where does that leave polls? It just becomes like it just becomes a muddy, messy, messy situation. So. It almost feels like Poles is tied to Eberflus, unless Poles has already told Warren, "Hey, I, I want to move on from Eberflus." Or whatever. Yeah, that's that's the other dynamic in it is Poles ditching the guy he hired. Which, I mean, let's be real, that might be what he has to do to save his job. Like it, it might be either you both go or or just he goes. But you know, you listen to what I say, type deal. Um, but like you said, it's a, it's a muddy situation because obviously the Bears did it backwards once again, hiring the GM after they did coaching interviews, who then then they hire a president mid-season or mid-off-season. And uh, yep. it's just completely backwards. So, um, But for all intents and purposes, I, I think, I don't know, I, I do feel like polls is going to be safe in all this at the end of it. I'm getting that feeling as well, especially the more these draft picks start to pan out. Right. And even like the acquisition, like Montez Sweat. And um, I mean, I guess other people made a good point before, like would the Bears or would Poles really have the okay to pull the trigger on that trade and and that deal for Sweat if he wasn't going to be here longer term than they thought. So, right. Interesting dynamic. I mean, my counter to that is you're getting a good player on a, pretty solid deal. I mean, it's not going to hurt the team regardless of who's the GM, but still point stands. I think, you know, Warren or McCaskey or whoever probably wouldn't sign off on that if they didn't have a good feeling that polls is going to be here longer, which we've talked about before. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with him kind of on the fence. I'm like, yeah, he's done some really bad things, but you know, some of his draft picks are looking a lot better now and, it, it, overall, it seems like the team is heading in the right direction and, and flexible, both in draft capital and uh, liquid money. Liquid money. Liquid magma. Hot liquid magma. Um, so you're, you're pretty much under the impression or of the opinion that Floos – Cannot do enough to save his job. I think there would be a conversation started if he won the rest of this way out. 
Somebody said there was something. Oh, was it some reporter, Mark, was Mark Grody or somebody said that they thought that unless the Bears completely collapsed down the stretch, which I don't know what that even looks like. I don't know how you're not collapsed already, that Iberflus's job was safe. Yeah, like I, I just – I don't get it. Like even – they yeah sure they have four wins i mean if you're seriously looking at this you know big picture and actually like analyzing the games they're winning it's like you we talked about it before like when i i just feel like the only guy flew south coaches belichick last year which was obviously massive win probably the best bears overall win but like It just seems like they're lacking so far, uh, you know, a lot in the coaching department. They're getting out coached a lot. I feel like bad coaching decisions constantly in the game. Yeah, that's true. So it's like even if you sprinkle in a few more wins, and I think someone on Twitter, I think our buddy Austin pointed this out on Twitter. People want to talk about strength of schedule. Go look at the Bears' strength of schedule compared to yeah. other teams. I think they're the only team in the four hundred. So it's like. Yeah, you have a few garbage wins, so what? And they're still in the top five, which should yeah. not be the case. You should be much, much lower if you are a team that's on the verge of anything. Well, like you you always allude to this, Chris. I mean, it is the Bears, so anything, absolutely anything is possible. Well, and the conversation around at least Harbaugh is that the Bears have never paid a coach big dollars, right? Um, I don't know. Anyway, they've paid like top money too, or money that would be considered top money. So, I mean, like Harbaugh is going to be like 12 to $15 million, dude. Do you think the Bears do that? Fuck no. You think he'll be that much? Yeah, dude. Like, think about what the Raiders just gave uh, Gruden. We give that dude $10 million. And they're That's probably going to do it again. Get. They're probably, they're probably going to be the ones in the running for Harbaugh. Because they, Al Davis loved him or Mark Davis or Jim Davis. That's the creative Garfield, if you didn't know. Um, I have no idea what is, what, like, Yeah. So another wild card in this is that we don't know what Harbaugh or Kevin Warren's relationship was in the Big Ten. That's I saw, fine. I saw a report today that said they wouldn't hire Harbaugh because their relationship is fractured. That was from Jordan Schultz. But also I feel like you're going to be seeing a lot of crazy shit heading into the offseason, so you won't know. Who? Jordan Schultz. I think he works for Bleacher Report or something. Not our friend with like the top IQ on Twitter, right? Not that Jordan. <laughs> no, not that Jordan. Gotcha. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm keeping our my Jordans separated. Um, Air Jordan. I don't. I don't. I. My understanding is that Harbaugh would get over that very quickly. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going off of the 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 Hogan Johns guys had 
a Detroit writer on that had a lot of, to say about the Harbaugh situation and a lot to say about the Lions, obviously, as well, since the, the Bears play the Lions, which is just very interesting. And also a lot to say about J.J. McCarthy. Um, but that Harbaugh does want to come back to the NFL. He's wanted to for the past, like, three cycles. Uh, thought he had the Vikings job, and then when the Vikings said that he could come back for a second interview, he was like, wait, what? I don't have the job automatically. Like, I, I'm going to pull out. Uh, so, um, and that he wanted, he wanted, he wants back in more or less. And that it's, he he thinks that it's, it it doesn't matter on if they win the championship or not this year, that he's basically done what he wants to do at Michigan. Um, Oh really? Yeah. But then Greg Gabriel said that the NFL doesn't want Harbaugh back and that he's wanted to get back into the NFL for years. But that NFL just doesn't want him back. So I think it takes two to tango. I mean, like you said, it's for whatever reason he didn't want to go back for the Vikings second interview. So, well, I mean, he was he was essentially available when the Bears hired Flus. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. Polls I, would, I, polls wouldn't do that though. Because he, as a as a as a rookie GM, you can't bring in a personality that big. You got to have a big set of which I'm. Oh man, honestly, now that I say that, I I just think this off season is probably going to be so different for the Bears than anything we've ever seen. And I know we said that kind of last year too, but just now, how weird the situation has gotten, I guess, and like how. I don't know. Like, I don't think anyone expected us to be in this situation with Fields. I don't think anyone expected us to have the number one pick again. I don't think anyone expected us to have two top five picks, you know, uh, looking for a new coach already. Like, it's just going to be crazy. So, and then you obviously bring in Kevin Warren. You know, you're talking about big stones. Does he have big enough stones to be like, hey, we need Harbaugh in here to do this, like, now? So, I mean, they really really need it. They really need a culture shock. Like this is if there was a year the Bears needed to hire Harbaugh, and I know I you know I've wanted him forever, but it's like this this is the this is the time to bring this guy in. And even like we have guys like Raul saying it who's he's never been a big Harbaugh guy, and even he's like, Yeah, he's the guy that needs to come in and fix this thing, give him the young QB and and get to work. I think Raul thinks that Harbaugh will want Fields, and that's the only reason he wants Harbaugh. He's still a young QB. Eh, Is he, though? I think he's only 23. I know. I'm just fucking around. I didn't realize, like, they're talking about the different ages of the quarterbacks coming out. Like, J.J. McCarthy's only 20 years old. That's crazy. And Caleb, or wait. Caleb or Drake is 21 and 22, and then like Penix is 23. And I can't remember how old the LSU kid is, Jaden McDaniels. I think he's like 20, 21, 22, something like that. So that's wild that McCarthy is years younger. But like Michael Penix is like an, an adult. It's like a grown man now. Been around forever. Oh, and Bo Nix is 23. That's the other one. Um, 
So with with Fields, man, I don't. It's, all right. So we got. So you think that Flus is gone? So Flus is gone. Getty's gone. Obviously. Um, hypothetically, if Flus is back. Do you think the blame goes to Getsy or Fields? Do you think Getsy would be back? Yeah, I feel like they would throw Fields under the bus. So do I. Which I don't. Eberflus just doesn't take any responsibility for the most part for himself oh, or his staff. Yeah. So yeah, he would definitely throw Fields under the bus. Like he's so full of himself. That's a true story. It's crazy too, and it's and it's like the way it comes off is like goofy because he's not like a mean guy. So like when he says it, it's like kind of goofy, but it's also like when you think about it, you're like you're a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, you're full of your shit. Like you think you're you think your shit don't stink. But like the way he says it too is just like kind of hilarious. Like the "What's up, yours?" comment, like shit like that is just like it's funny, dude. But it's like he's being serious. Like that's just himself. <laughs> like that was his major come like that was his major burn dude <laughs> so dumb I, I just think back to the, like the barstool interview with him and polls when he was super serious up there and he was like like being a tough guy you know he was like acting like a tough guy with fucking pft dude like that dude <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so non-threatening, dude. Wait, what oh was God. he? What was he getting upset about? Oh, I don't know. PFD was just fucking with him about, you know, just asking him silly, stupid questions, and Flus just wasn't having it. It's just, I don't know. It was stupid. Um, he won the Iron Lung Award or something like that. Huh? He won some award. Iron Horse or Iron Lung or something like that. Fluce. For what? Uh, I think it was for a disease. What? I'm not joking, dude. <laughs> he wanted an award because he has a disease? No, someone in his family does. Okay. Why did I'm he get up. that? Okay. I'm looking right. it up right now. I'll just talk to myself about this then. All right. So uh, it's not. I found it. It's right here. I thought it was called the Iron Lung. It's called Matt Eberflus presented prestigious Iron Horse Award. Uh, I think his dad, it's for ALS. His dad died of ALS, I think. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, well, I, I agree. I, mean, I think, uh, honestly, I think that, so I, I'm still kind of confused. Here's what c- confuses me on Getsy. Is like a lot of the apparently the like folks in the NFL like Luke Getzey thinks he thinks he think he is a solid coach, a good offensive coordinator. So obviously, no one in Bears Twitter thinks he's any good. They all think he's absolutely terrible. But if you peel the onion back. There's a couple of different ways to go about it. Like one, like I I think there is something around 
like Floos limiting Getsy, which makes me go back to like Lovey Smith, since Lovey Smith ran this same style of defense, being super conservative and never being able to find an offensive coordinator that could get it right. Did he hamstring all of his offensive coordinators? I don't know. That's a conversation for another time. But if it's not Getze, then is it Flus or is it Fields? And if it's not Flus and it is Fields, then I could easily see it them putting it all on Fields. And if even if honestly, even if it is Flus, like then he's just gonna keep Getze because Getze does whatever he tells him to, even if they suck. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about, you're thinking about that question, I think it's, again, truth lies normally somewhere in between. So I do think Getze is a pretty good offensive mind. I don't think he runs a good offense for fields. So he changed a lot for fields last year. Right. But you can tell he doesn't want to do that. It doesn't work. It's not sustainable. Even when it's done well, they still lose. I I just mean like you can always see like he he wants his, his specific offensive wrinkles in there all the time and he'll insert it in weird times in the game. I what I, I don't what understand I'm trying to is, say. The the, what, the pairing of the two is weird to me. That's what I don't get. I agree. They don't they don't build off of each other at all. Like and it's weird that they don't run for as well as they run the ball, they don't run much off of the run. Like they don't run a lot of like under center play action. Like I've said a million times, they don't run enough outside zone, which would also allow more play action and allow fields to Bootleg, although Fields' bootlegs are looking more bootleg than they should, meaning ghetto or knockoff. Uh, He just keeps rolling, rolling, rolling outside. Lucas, you've disappeared into into the logo. I have no idea if you're there anymore. I'm here. Uh, I can just lean back and I'm in the logo. You're lean back. You're out of the, yeah, you're gone. You disappeared. Uh, well, I mean, we've talked enough big picture shit. I was going to get some opinions of some other people, see if we could get them to argue with each other, but that didn't work. Uh, so the Detroit lions come to Chicago this weekend. Yes. It's in Chicago, right? It's in Chicago. And the Bears opened as a four-point dog. It is now down to three points. Last time I looked. Yep. Um, and I didn't see or I didn't look recently at the total. If I can do that quickly. It's probably in the 40s. Just give me a guess right now before we actually see it. 43. 43. Oh, no. Oh, it's 46. Nope, it's down to 45. 
And what do you think the Patriots oh, wait, what? is for what tomorrow? Fuck? Hold on. Uh, like 33, I think it's down to, or some stupid shit. 31? 30. 30? Good God. It's still going <laughs> to go under. Both those offenses are fucking terrible. And both their defenses are uh, amazing. It's down to 40. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That seems low, no? It does seem low, but yeah, it does seem low. Only because, like, the Bears' defense has been playing well, but then also had a total collapse last time they played. I mean, it's not just that. Like, the Lions' offense is, dare I say, almost they're, – they're almost like the Chiefs in that they can just score whenever. Like, even if they don't score a lot, they can score a lot quickly. <laughs> but they're not doing that. They're not – they're running the ball a lot more, you know? That, yeah, I don't the, know. That's the strength of that team right now. I'm just saying, like I, we've seen them, we've seen them pile up points quick. Yeah, they can score in bunches. That's true. Like they scored 21 last week versus the Saints in the first quarter. We yeah, saw they obviously fucking stop scoring. What they did to us. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. 40 and a half or whatever it is seems seems low. I'm I agree. It, it, it did open at 46, so it's been bet down a almost a full touchdown, which is nuts. Like really nuts. Like it's down to 40 at some spots. You're taking the over? I feel like I want to, but that's kind of like scary if that if the line moved that much. Yeah, but it's moved enough to where it's almost like steamed down to where you could take the over pretty quick pretty easily. Wait, what? So this opened with bears. Plus one and a half, and now it's up to Bears. Plus, I thought it opened at four. Anyway, whatever. Maybe this is wrong. Yeah, it's down to three at DraftKings. Three and a half at Bet Rivers. Anyway, it's an interesting, uh, interesting game. I think uh, so. Is that Soldier? Uh, projected weather is thirty-six degrees. No precipitation, and eighteen miles an hour of wind. Which that's. Is that a lot? I can't remember. Uh, it's a decent amount, yeah. Seems like it. Seems like it. Well, um, any – who are the – who's on the injury report for the Bears? I think they should have a pretty clean bill of health, uh, depending on uh, if Tyree Stevenson plays. I think he was sick last game or something, right? I thought he like hurt his ankle like late in the late in the. Oh, week. yeah, he did. You're right. Well, I think I think the Bears have a good chance at this game, honestly. Just because it's division game, back at home, they just lost this game, but played really well. Lions are kind of reeling right now. They let the they let the Saints back into that game last weekend, and then obviously the Bears, two weeks ago, Bears are pretty good off the bye too. Yeah, this is gonna be like I don't know, man. <laughs> I saw somebody trying to argue that the reason for all the penalties is because the team is young. Like, bro, come on. <laughs> 
Uh, I yeah, the amount of penalties the Bears have is absolutely ridiculous. Fourth most penalized team in the league. That is not a disciplined squad. That needs to be better. Especially like Braxton Jones. This is year two, bro. Like you need to start. Start. <laughs> start stopping to get stop, penalties. Stop. Stop false starting. Start false stopping. Because that's that's not gonna work. Start. Um, stop false starting. That's right. <laughs> so. David Montgomery coming back home to the Windy City where he didn't play nearly as well as everybody wants to say. Hit him with a beer bottle. They still, like, Detroit's still weird with their running backs. Like, it's still a very biased back. Don't, don't release, don't unleash Jameer Gibbs on people yet. Jameis Williams is back, but not that back. Feels like Josh Reynolds gets more balls than he does. Sam Laporta, that's a problem. He's a problem. That was a good pick. Our linebackers will need to be doing some coverage this week. Where was he? A second or a third? Was he a second? Was he a third round pick? It was a second rounder, I think. So they had Branch and him in the second round. I believe so. Brutal. Fucking brutal. That's no good. Who's the dude the Packers did? Jaden Reed. No, the, the tight end. They took two of them. They took Luke Musgrave and Tucker Musgrave. Craft. Musgrave, that's it. Musgrave oh, yeah. got hurt, though. And Tucker Craft had a pretty good game Sunday night or whatever. That's so annoying that that team is playing well and winning games. Fuck. I'm still not worried about him. RIP your bet. What was my bet? That parlay you had on Sunday and then you had the Chiefs money line. Yeah, I, I live bet the Packers though, so I didn't lose everything. Nice. Nice. Didn't you have wasn't there a Monday night component to that? No, it was just that one. Oh, I thought just, you had yeah. I thought you had the Jaguars. That's right. That was a different one. I saw somebody in a I think in a Discord I was in. Because like almost every favorite one over the weekend. Oh really? I didn't yeah. even realize that. So they had like all favorite money line, not big favorites. And then they had the Chiefs and they had the Jaguars. So they lost they would have lost both of them, but brutal. Brutal. Because I was thinking, like, that doesn't happen often where you get all the favorites winning. Somebody's going to, like, one of these underdogs is going to pull it out. And then the Bengals last night. Man, Jake Browning, huh? He's better than Justin Fields. Jake Burrow, man. Jake Burrow. That's not his name. It's Burrow. And poor Trevor Lawrence, dude. Is he out for the year? No, they said he just had a high ankle sprain. Just. I mean, it looked bad, dude. And they didn't even cart him away. I know. They made him walk like a half a mile, dude. That was terrible. Budget cuts. Poor dudes can't even get a cart or a dog with a piece of cardboard to drag him to the back. (laughs) Could you imagine if they had a sled dog take you out? Sled dog. Bro, it'd be better than walking. 
Yeah, even what if stand up? Yeah, that camera guy's lucky he was working in New Orleans and not the Jags. They would have made him walk off on his broken leg. What, what are you talking about? The chain guy, the chain guy that got trucked by Kamara. He broke his leg. All right, so I was watching Red Zone. And they literally showed the play and like the cameraman just zoomed in on his leg. And then like, I don't think they realized like his leg was completely crooked and like it quickly went off the screen. I was like, Oh my God. And then someone else texted me like, are you watching red zone? Did you just see that guy's broken leg? And I was like, yeah, I saw that. Like I, I was shocked. They like the, the cameraman, like the guy was like screaming on the ground and the cameraman's like this, like zooming in on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that dude's leg is just straight up broken. And then they like took it off the screen. Oh man! Sometimes the NFL is so good at getting away from that, and then obviously not this time. They're pretty bad. Chain guy, but yeah, I was saying, imagine if the the Jags like made him walk off. <laughs> Shad Khan's like no cart for you, bro. Sorry, <laughs> I don't even let my my franchise quarterback off that easy. No cart, All right, today. Lucas. Any other overarching Bears items you'd like to address? Nope. None that we haven't hit the past 10 weeks and won't hit the next Ten five weeks. weeks. <laughs> well, at least in five weeks, we'll find out if Lucy's fired. Flucy? Flucy? It's Getsy and Fleece. Yep. Get Goosey? Goosey? Um, prediction for this game? <laughs> It's actually tough. Uh, in my heart of hearts, I want to say the Bears will win. I think the Lions are gonna. I think the Lions are gonna beat us. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty to twenty three, Lions. So you're going way over, like two touchdowns over. Yeah, wait, now that's that's probably too much. I was thinking about last game. Hmm. 24-21 lines. I am going to go just straight homer the rest of the season, and it's Justin Fields is going to pull off a game-winning touchdown drive, and the Bears win 21-20. Hey, that would be sweet. So we're both going with 21 points. Maybe we should he, bet that for the Bears. He will, Rocky. He will, he will fumble on the in the last – four minutes of the game can we can you is that a is that a prop i know you can bet on interceptions can i bet on fields fumbles over half if it's over 0.25 can i bet like he fumbles but doesn't lose it necessarily that's a half a fumble no that's not what they count that as is it no i don't even think you can bet a fumble prop that would be cool what if they you might be able to bet turnovers where you can combine the two? I don't think so. I think it's only interceptions. Maybe it's some of them sketchy books. <laughs> like steak. I don't even know what that is. I think it's I think it's like European or some shit. It's not American, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Well, that's all, folks. But that's all, folks. Sing the song, Luke. Oh, no, I don't sing that. We need to get – next time Joe's doing that, we need to record it discreetly 
And then whenever he decides not to sing it, we can play it right in front of him. We have like a hundred episodes on tape. You oh, that's true. Fucking... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we need I'll to re- us... record it discreetly, like it's not already out there in the in the ether. Yeah, well. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even gonna lie. To you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.